Ladies and gentlemen, Patreon and South by Southwest are proud to introduce the original podgepreneurs and thinkfluencers in the digital audio space. The show with the Sigma Hustle grind set to grow to over 37,000 paying subscribers and another 20,000 whining Reddit pirates. Trailblazers in synergizing social media presence with RSS distributed programming through sometimes well-produced DIY indie media sleaze. The shingies of podcasting, the original kings of content. Please activate your brands and put your hands together for Chapo Trap House. Austin, Texas, South by Southwest. What's going on? Let's fucking go. So uh, I want to thank uh, South by Southwest and uh, Patreon for uh, having us here today. All right, here we go. So uh, it's my first time in Austin. First time in Austin. And I got to say, I, uh, we, we came in late last night and we were at the airport. And as soon as I noticed that the baggage claim, there was a number of novelty-sized electric guitars I thought to myself, this city's pretty weird. This city's a little too fucking weird for my taste. Yeah, Uh, I was like, you know what? I hope there's some sort of program that people are initiating to reduce the weirdness. Because I'm uncomfortable just in the airport. I am doing Sherman's March to Normalcy here. (laughs) By the time I'm gone, no stone will be left unweirded. Every fusion taco truck will be turned into a Staples. If Austin loses its weirdness, it really is sort of like the burning of the Library of Alexandria, but for the 21st century. If we lose, if we lose the weirdness, we lose something a little special here. But we're, 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 we're pretty normal guys, so I feel a little bit out of place here in Austin. But uh, it's great to be here at South by Southwest, the little indie film festival that could... You know, movies, yeah. music, tech, brands. These are the core values that have made Chapo Trap House the phenomenon that it is. And we're thrilled to be here. Um, you know, it's also Austin. Uh, you guys are like sort of the, the, the podcast capital of America now. You know, Rogan moved to Austin. And, you know, we're, we're not nearly as... Okay, all right. We're not nearly as big as Joe Rogan is. But, like, come on. City of Austin, what do you got for us? What do you got for us? What, what sort of... Uh, tax breaks and inducements can you have for us to move here, to move the show to Austin? What uh, condo that looks like an erector set can we all live in for free? It is my dream to be moved here by tax incentives, land grants, and live in the entire live in a penthouse uh, in one of these buildings that was constructed in 2015, and uh, rip a, rip a 99.8% CBD vape right as the balcony falls off into the street. <laughs> so we were walking down uh, 6th Street on the way over here, and I got, got a little, little taste of uh, South by Southwest, including the, uh, the NFT house, which we were not allowed access to. Yeah, it's like, what the hell? Okay, actually, um, here, here, here in Austin, uh, is anyone here familiar with the uh, legendary Texas comedian Bill Hicks? Got some Bill Hicks fans? Good, I'm going to borrow a joke from him for South by Southwest. Okay, by a show of hands in the audience here today, does anyone work in the fields of crypto or NFT? Show of hands, anyone? Okay, well... There's one way back Okay, well, okay, okay. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, one guy. Uh, oh, my God. All right, there good. Uh, please kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> by rope, by bridge, by knife, by gun, end your wretched life before it's too late. Stop uh, it poisoning our culture with the, your demonic influence. I mean, obviously, nobody, nobody who's here today is, is, is going to heaven. I mean, you know, we're all going to hell, but, like, the NFT crypto people are going to, like, extra hell. I, I, um, I kind of... This is a little sour grapes. We were not let into the NFT house. Um, there was, like, a very NFT-enthusiastic cop there. Yeah, he was he was like l- looking for tips and tricks. Yeah, no. Like I gotta put my pension somewhere. Yeah. W- what ape is right for me? Is he? Uh, his car is gonna blow up like in Die Hard, and they'll be like, "Oh, his ape was one day from maturing." <laughs> but yeah, no. So we they were like, uh, he'll be like, "Hey guys, come back tomorrow, uh, and you can pre-schedule." And it's like we have to walk around another day with this fucking bullshit fiat money. <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, we're walking around um, walking around Sixth Street. I don't know if you guys. Uh, I was today earlier saw the uh, the plane that was um, buzzing by. Yeah, yeah. it had yeah. a banner that read "Surrender Dorothy." <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, A. G. Paxton, for protecting Texas children. Certainly, one way to look at it. Okay, okay. Se- second question. Second question. Uh, is anyone here? Is any of the brands that you work for are associated? Do you have any partnerships with uh, Ukrainian nationalist militias? Because I've heard Stinger missiles uh, are great for surface-to-air smiles. And as long as we're talking about um, Attorney General Ken Paxton... Protecting Texas protecting children. Protecting Texas children. Um, here's the thing. Uh, like, there's this uh, demonic evil right now, this idea that like, you know, anyone here in this state who would uh, seek to educate children about sex or affirm uh, their gender or whatever is doing grooming. Right. And, you know, like being on the Internet as long as I have anyone who is obsessed with other people grooming kids is a pedophile. Yeah. But what I realized about Texas here and A.G. Ken Paxton and uh, Governor Greg Abbott is that like this idea, this obsession that liberals are grooming children is really like grooming is like that's that's big government liberal regulation of child abuse. Because here in Texas, you can just, um, I don't know, steal them from one of the many poorly run uh, child concentration camps in this state. Yeah. I- including uh, one in particular called the Refuge Ranch, yeah. of which uh, Ken Paxton has uh, just, just now announced that he is going to look into because uh, they were literally doing child sex trafficking. Yeah. The vic- they were taking together the victims of child sex trafficking and then, and then trafficking them from there. It really does show you that, yeah, what they hate about grooming is just the amount of uh, labor involved. It's like grooming, like grooming, which they hate, it's like, uh, you know, uh, cooking dinner at home. And then what they prefer is just like, oh, fuck it, I'm going to just Uber Eats it. And yeah. then they just get, they get the child directly. And then they're just, they're mad that anybody is out there. Like, uh, actually, you know, it's not any good unless you really put the work in. And they're like, you know what? Fuck you. <laughs> Yeah, they found a way to do the Yellow King cult from True Detective, but without the sense of family or community. <laughs> Thank you, apps. So yeah, Refuge Ranch. You want to look into that one? It's um, uh, you know, this is what happens when you run uh, when you turn over all state services to um, essentially evangelical Christian mafias. They're, they they do a really good job of protecting children. Because I know the state of Texas right now, you guys, everyone's so obsessed with fucking protecting children. But look at the people at the state house uh, down the street. They're doing a bang up fucking job of it here. And you know what? Like, this is my first time in Texas. And I don't want to come here from uh, New York State and pretend like, well, <laughs> from New York and California, uh, we're from states that respect human life. <laughs> because that, that's a hard case to make, at least over the last couple of years, especially. Yeah. But we, we were talking about this last night, but like, the thing is like, there, there's a there's a special level of there's like a, a new level of like cruelty and fucking Satanism here in the state of Texas, and the answer is it's like if you live in one of those big blue states, what essentially you get in return for the state taxes you pay is a political party in charge of the apparatus of state government that pretends that they care about yeah. human life and that they're invested in the political process for uh, you know uh, the betterment of mankind, uh, protecting uh, gay people, trans people, immigrants, things are, you know, like... A, the homeless. Provided the homeless, yeah. providing health care. But really what it is is the maintenance of um, an insane and horrifying police state that is utilized against anyone who doesn't pay federal income tax. Yeah. Yeah, However, you, you, get, um, you get all the lifestyle restrictions of an EU country, but without any of the social services. Right, yeah. But sometimes your governor might go on TV and be like, D- D- are you a lesbian? Me too. And I'm Jewish. And, yeah. I, and I'm a woman. And, and like the, the, the brilliant uh, like innovation, disruption, if you will, of, of, the, uh, of these uh, new red megalopolises like Florida and Texas is that they looked at that model and said, hey, we can disrupt the hell out of this. What if we created a new paradigm where we could say to uh, high net worth individuals, hey, you can come here, uh, and as long as what you like doing is what we like doing, you can just be God on earth. You can just, you're, you don't have to like pretend you live in a society. You can live in a, uh, a fantasy utopia where there's literally no law. Like you live on the island from the most dangerous game. <laughs> And of course, it's still a horrible police state, just like across the membrane of, uh, of you know, uh, preference and, and identity and net worth. But you don't see that shit ever. 
And that's a fucking, that's a great value add for a lot of people. Uh, when the alternative is the exact same nightmare hellscape, but you have to feel bad about it. Why exactly? When nothing is going to get better? I understand, like, you know, here in Texas, uh, it, it, it's, it seems like it's gotten a lot worse recently. But for, like, you know, uh, big city liberals from New York and California, they pay state income tax, and then they pay a psychic tax of pretending they care about all of the horrible problems that they're the cause of. Yeah. And but Texas here, is over but here, here being te- like, But here in Texas, tax-free. Yeah. Enjoy yourself. It's yeah, wonderful. It's it. a beautiful day out. It, yeah. If you like doing it, as long as what you like doing is within a narrow parameter of profitability and social acceptability, you can do it until you explode. <laughs> I mean, look at Alex Jones. He's like fucking Kirby. <laughs> he's just getting redder and rounder with every day of his life as he just absorbs things and he's eventually going to pop and it's going to be the greatest day of his life. And instead of and instead of like your governor, you know, like Gruesome Gavin or Kathy Molecule or someone like, you know, yeah, doing like the, oh, I'm a New Yorker, so I'm, I'm black and I'm a woman or like, you know, doing the next thing that we're going to steal from Canada, like a Democrat doing land acknowledgements while building a pipeline. Uh, you're, you, the, red, the red state equivalent now is passing a law where it's ele- you have to pledge allegiance to Israel to start an LLC. We complied with that. Yeah, no, we are. Yeah. We, yeah, we will be yeah. doing a pledge of allegiance to Israel later tonight, and you guys will all receive dual citizenship. Yeah, we, we agreed to uh, stop five times a day and pray to the Hard Rock Casino Tel Aviv. <laughs> Yeah, we are putting on traditional prayer clothes of capri pants, taking taking the uh, Israeli communion of seventy two percent purity Molly, and the worst pizza God has ever created from a restaurant called Pizza Rave. Uh, but yeah, I mean, let's get. It to, I mean, I, yeah, we we got to talk about your fucking governor here in the state of Texas because yeah, he's a. A lot of support for him in the crowd tonight. That's good. Uh, we, we've signed on to his uh, campaign. Now, it's a little weird, uh, Austin, that like the God of Abraham has already tried to smite him once <laughs> and failed. When you're just jogging and a fucking log falls on you and paralyzes you, finish the fucking it, job it takes, already. It, it takes, it's honestly, I mean, you sort of have to respect the just pure American brain of just going out for a walk on a, on, a, on a sunny day and having a fucking tree fall on you and take your walking ability from you and then not die and go, you know, the world is trying to tell me something. And it's, Greg, uh, uh, stay the course. You're doing great. I got to say, uh, I know when it is uh, God's work and I know when Archangel Michael is on the job and I just, if it was God on the job with, with the tree that day, uh, you'd have a different terrible guy. You know what I'm going to do right now? This is a, a shout out to our friend uh, Thomas Leno Killer. We'll be performing with them on Wednesday. But I'm going to just do real quick the Greg Abbott challenge. Let's pretend this is a tree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Still got it. And by that, I mean my use of my legs. We'll be doing a summoning circle at the end of the show to uh, send hugs and smiles to his stomach or pancreas. Uh, but before we get there, let's talk about the news. You know, where we show we talk about current events. And I got to say, South by Southwest, I hope everyone who showed up for this festival and our show here this afternoon realizes that there's a fucking war going on. Wait, where? <laughs> In a little place called Ukraine. But... I hope you're all happy enjoying yourselves, having a beer on this sunny afternoon because there are other people who can't do it. But here at uh, South by Southwest, you know, we, you know, there's a specific uh, sort of perspective that I think needs to be addressed. And like, you know, what can we as Americans do when confronted with such horrors in the world? And the answer is we turn to the influencers. It's like uh, what Mr. Roger said. <laughs> when, when, when in times of trouble, look to the influencers. And uh, one group who is looking to the influencers is, of course, the White House. Uh, This comes courtesy of Taylor Lorenz in the Washington Post. The White House is briefing TikTok stars about the war in Ukraine. So I thought thought we'd read this article for you here at South by Southwest. 
you know, the, the number one influencer, uh, the, one, the, the highest concentration of influencers in America Absolutely. right now, sending GPS coordinates to a certain country's Air Force <laughs> right now. Um, but yeah, I just want to make clear, though, when Russia or China uses social media to advance their agenda, that's a Hitler-level evil. But when the White House does it, I think it's actually quite good. So I'm just reading here from uh, Taylor's article. On Thursday afternoon, 30 top TikTok stars gathered on a Zoom call to receive key information about the war unfolding in Ukraine. National Security, <laughs> National Security Council staffers and White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki briefed the influencers about the United States' strategic goals in the region and answered questions on distrib distributing aid to Ukrainians working with NATO and how the United States would react to a Russian use of nuclear weapons. If Russia uses nuclear weapons, I think it's very important that TikTokers have the right reaction. They have the right facial expressions, and they have the right dances that fit into the portrait mode. That's the part. Because, like, nukes are flying. You're going to want to go all over the place. But remember, you got to keep it in the portrait mode if people are going to see it all. What if, what if they did this Zoom call, and then, like, within a day, Kiev falls, and it, the new Kim Philby is just a guy named Caden Aiden? <laughs> okay, so it says, as the crisis in Ukraine has escalated, millions have turned to TikTok for information on have what the, it... Oh, they really? Really? They have? Oh, man. That, that's, that's not good. I mean, like, they, you shouldn't just... Like, that should be an article. That should be a fucking... That should be a book. should be a tweet. Come on. It's it's fine. I mean, I like I don't know if it is. I think okay. well, okay. Like if nukes fly, someone needs to be reminded to drink water. <laughs> Thank like, you. Okay, yeah. Like uh, uh, escalating uh, nuclear brinksmanship in Eastern Europe. What does this have to do with disgusting foods I can make on my marble countertop in my kitchen? <laughs> So it says, TikTok videos offered some of the first glimpses of the Russian invasion, and since then, the platform has been a primary outlet for spreading news to the masses abroad. Ukrainian citizens hiding in bomb shelters or fleeing their homes have shared their stories to the platform, while dangerous misinformation and Russian propaganda have also spread. And TikTok stars, many with millions of followers, have increasingly sought to make sense of the crisis for their audiences. The White House has been closely watching TikTok's rise as a dominant news source, leading to its decision to approach a select group of the platform's most influential names. Uh, Felix, who do, you, who do you think, which one of the TikTok guys that you follow do you think should be briefed by the White House? Well, the only accounts I follow yeah, no, are... This is no good. Yeah, they're yeah, all Russian. They're all... I, they're not... Okay, I'm not following Russian, like, not the people doing the invasion, okay? <laughs> I'm following Sable accounts. But, but, no, they're dropping the sables into Kiev. No, 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 they're peaceful. They're peaceful. They're peaceful little solitary muscolids. They're, they're wonderful. But I think out of American TikTokers, Terrell should be briefed. Yeah. What about Glorp? <laughs> what about well, Spins? Glorp has some unfortunate ties to uh, the Donetsk People's Republic. Uh, but I think Terrell... Well, Terrell's Canadian, but really, you know, same idea. They love the, Ukraine yeah, over there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think they, the Canadians love Ukraine more than us. They really do. Uh, I think Terrell could provide the dramatic angle. And, where it's like uh, Terrell's yeah. the one that does like little sketches where it's just like I'm in the mafia and have to kill my wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a typical Terrell video will be like he's like it, it's a very dramatic scene and it's like POV. Uh, I'm your kidnapper, but I'm nice. And he goes, he goes into a bathroom, and the little text representing the, you know, you, the girl who's kidnapped, the most beautiful girl in the world, you like, you, she drops her towel and goes, oh, whoops, could you get me another? And Terrell goes, <sighs> and it's, it's like you kidnapped her, you know, you made her like this. Yeah, but he could, yeah, you could do a good one, like uh, a POV, like a uh, Russian Spetsnaz guy visiting an H and M for the first time. And having a conversion experience. <laughs> By the way, speaking of uh, Russian guys visiting H&M for the first time, did you guys see the, uh, the news story today? It was like news video of a Russian who had chained himself to the McDonald's in <laughs> Moscow. Honorary American. <laughs> Honestly, no. Like, everyone is saying, like, <laughs> Putin is so irrational to invade Ukraine. Like, he's going so far beyond where he, he needed to go. Like, this is... This is a huge escalation. This isn't. It doesn't fit any like IR theory. He saw 
that guy. And he's like, I have to do something or my entire nation is going to be these dudes. And then I'm done. Once because then Ronald McDonald will be sovereign of Russia. And if only the white Russians had had Grimace. <laughs> I'm now just thinking of like, a, like a, an, orth, an orthodox icon of like the McDonald land players. <laughs> like the fry guy with like a saint halo around his head. My family was chased out of uh, the Russian Empire in 1890 by the Hamburglar. <laughs> well, unfortunately, the Hamburglar. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But it would have been uh, Mayor McCheese and Big Mac. <laughs> unfortunately, the Hamburglar has turned many of the former Soviet bloc states into outright kleptocracies. Yeah. They're, they're stealing burgers left, right, and center. Anything, nothing is nailed down is getting taken. I mean, say what you will about the Burger King, but he did emancipate Jews in his <laughs> empire. <laughs> Wish my family had come from there. <laughs> uh, back to the Washington Post. It says here, the, uh, the invitations to the event were distributed Tuesday and Wednesday. Khalil Green, 21, a creator with more than 534,000 followers on TikTok, said he wasn't surprised when an invitation arrived in his email inbox. Oh, he wasn't surprised. Okay. What a fucking... Oh, cool. <laughs> fucking these yeah. fucking clout demons. There's like, I, I, I do a TikTok where I pretend to fucking uh, talk to my dead sister who I've never had in the first place. <laughs> So, yeah, I, was I shocked when the Biden administration wanted to brief me on the situation in Ukraine? Uh, no, I wasn't. I was expecting for that fucking call. He says, uh, people in my generation get all our information from TikTok, he said. It's the first oh. place we're searching up new topics and learning about things. Oh. I don't like hearing that. I mean, okay, I will play devil's advocate or Aiden's advocate. Uh, <laughs> how much worse is it than like. It is worse! Than the, 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 Things like, get worse over time! I think, uh, I think there are more smiles than ever in the world. Uh, but I. There's I think, more reacts than ever, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could call the Sistine Chapel a react. To the, you know, me reacting trying to, press to the that grace like of button. God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, it's like there's no TikToker is dumber than Wolf Blitzer. I mean, yes, that's true. <laughs> and yeah, it's, yeah, it's like bad in the sense that it like represents declining uh, attention spans. And it's like, it is, I guess, literally a degeneration if you want to put it that way. Yeah. But I don't think it's like worse. It's fine. <laughs> it's, 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 <laughs> it's a degeneration. But why could you say that's bad? Yeah, no, that's my <laughs> argument. I, uh, I will be hosting a talk tomorrow on the NFT stage called Most Things Are Fine. Everything is the same. Yeah, everything is the same and most things are fine. Honestly, you could get a tech talk out of that. Yeah, no, I'm trying to get in that cult. Uh, continuing the article, it says here, the briefing was led by Matt Miller, a special advisor for communications at the White House National Security Council. Wait, hold on, hold on. I heard people boo Matt Miller. I'm sorry, you are reading too many articles if you hear <laughs> fucking Matt Miller and you're like, oh, he's the, he's the worst Deputy at the Deputy Director co of Communi Special Advisor for yeah. Communications at the White House they National thought, Security they Council. They Matt Miller and he yeah. came back from the <laughs> You have got to go to rehab for articles if you <laughs> boo that name. The Washington Post obtained a recording of the call, and in it, Biden officials stressed the power these creators had in communicating with their followers. We recognize this is a critically important avenue in the way the American public is finding out about the latest, said White House Director of Digital Strategy, Rob Flaherty. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> so we wanted to make sure you had the latest information from an authoritative source. Jules Turpik, a Gen Z content creator who makes TikTok essays about digital culture. Jules Turpik, <laughs> oh, who, whose name came from when they passed out from lean and put their head on their fucking keyboard. <laughs> That is a Eastern European name. Jules Turpik said the White House's decision to engage creators such as she was essential in helping stop the spread of misinformation. Those who have an audience can ideally set the tone for how others decide to assess and amplify what they see online, she said. I'm just thinking of like, like World War II era propaganda, but for like TikTokers, where it's just like, when you don't post, you support Hitler. Or it's just like, you know, it's Vladimir Putin, like, leering over your keyboard, and it's just like, take the day off. Don't post about the news. Thanks, Vladimir. What are... So the idea here is, like, 
we, we tell these TikTokers uh, what's going on in Ukraine and because they are goldfish, they believe us, and then they spew it to their followers who then, because they're even smaller goldfish, believe them. For what? What are they going to do? They, can't, they don't even vote. They don't, they don't do anything. They're children. What, what, what difference does it make what they think about Ukraine? I I don't know. No one's ever tried like combining swag in the news. I mean, well, the, uh, the well except for the three gentlemen you see on yeah. stage here right. today. That's but, right. But, but, but you know, we're we're all look, we're all sixty three years young. You know, our time's passed. No, the only way this makes sense is if they're hoping that a non uh, uh, inconsequential percentage of the young, unemployed, footloose, and anxious and hormonally charged. Uh, TikTok Arati, listen to this shit and then like volunteer to go over and fight on our behalf because we cannot send our own army over. Like that's it. Like TikTok brigades, like a TikTok international brigade going to Kiev. That's the only thing that makes sense because otherwise, what difference does it make what they fucking think? After the call, several influencers <laughs> said they felt more empowered to debunk misinformation and communicate effectively about the crisis. To who? For why? <laughs> TikTok has been overrun with false and misleading news since the war broke out. And on Thursday, the company said it would finally begin labeling state-controlled media on its platform. What about our... That's... That you literally just <laughs> this is, this said... This is an article about them being briefed by the U.S. state. creating a whole thing of state-controlled media, but that is not going to fall under the umbrella of state-controlled media. Uh, okay. How about this, though? Okay. <laughs> Pretend, pretend I'm writing for a Netflix show that gets canceled after uh, 45% of an episode. How about, uh, how about you know, a bunch of, of kick-ass women uh, call out the fuckboy behavior of the ghosting of Kiev? <laughs> Pretty cool. Can you not say... What if they did that? Can you not say that both state Funded regimes of information are, by definition, misinformation. What if you support them both? I like it when America does it. I like it when Russia does it. I like that better, honestly. But picking one is dumb. Like, if you interrogate the decision to pick one in misinformation stream over the other as being closer to the truth, because you don't fucking know. You're just getting it from the stream like everybody else. Picking one channel over the other is arbitrary, and you don't fucking know. And at the end of the day, it's like I'm drilling a hole in my head and making a decision. If you decide both are bullshit, I accept that. And if you decide both are nice, I accept that too. Those are both far superior and more respectful than picking either of them. Uh, but uh, look, it's not just uh, Terrell. It's not just Jen Parlack and Caden Aiden. There's Warwick some Snorp. Yeah, we got let's take some, some names from the past here in this article. Check this out. The voices dominating the conversation on the internet can be freewheeling and unexpected. Mm. Many creators on Thursday's, Thursday's call, for instance, were shocked by the presence of Aaron Parnas, the 22-year-old son of Lev Parnas, <laughs> a Ukrainian-born yes. yes. American businessman oh, and former associate of Rudolph W. Giuliani. You, you thought Lev Parnas was not son? Nah. Yeah. No. This is the reboot. <laughs> This is David Arquette coming back for Scream 5. I have watched three episodes of Lev Parnas' podcast called Zoomed In, where the hook is that it takes place on Zoom, which makes it different than any other podcast, I guess. <laughs> but it's, a, it's on like a David Brock network, and he hosts it with another like a 21-year-old Democrat. Very, I'm, I, I love podcasts that no one listened to. But I am I am familiar with Lev Parnas Jr. Well, you say no one listens to it. It says uh, Aaron Parnas has recently emerged as a powerful TikTok influencer by providing nonstop news updates about Ukraine. On the night of Russia's invasion, he hosted TikTok live streams discussing the event to over eight hundred thousand viewers. Well, yeah, that's TikTok, but I mean his podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, right. you know. That's what really counts here. Wait, my yeah. brother, isn't it like isn't it like a ten minute limit on TikTok? What is he getting? Well, there's on? TikTok lives. Oh, how, they can go, like, as long as they want? Uh, Matt, they're live now. They're live now. They're live now. All right. 
Uh, just to close out the article here, it says, uh, Ellie Zeiler, an 18-year-old TikTok star with more than 10.5 million followers, says she hopes to remain in communication with uh. the White House and continue to press officials who are there about key issues. She sees herself as a voice for young people and a growing contingent of news consumers getting information primarily through social media platforms. I'm here to relay the information in a more digestible manner to my followers, she said. I would consider myself a White House correspondent for Gen Z. No, yeah, she's going to press the White House and stuff. They'll press her back. You know, Biden will ask her tough questions like, are you my granddaughter? <laughs> and that is the free exchange of information that makes this country great. All right. So that's it. TikTokers, it's, it's, it's only getting bigger, folks. And, you know, like I just... Uh, the, the, the new Doctor Strange love will come from TikTok. That's what I'm convinced of. All right. Mind, so, mind pure, it's giving walking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So we're going to do something a little bit uh, special here today at South by Southwest. Uh, we're, we've, we've been on tour. We, this is, uh, we, just, we just knocked out the first leg of our tour. We did uh, Charlotte, Nashville, and Atlanta. Loving the South, baby. We're loving it. Now we're here. Now we're here. Like, we did the South South, and now we're in like the Texas South. It's our own weird thing. Yeah, no, no. Like, we've, we've knocked out we, uh, Charlotte. That was the tutorial level. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the undead burg of the South. <laughs> uh, Atlanta, that was like, you know, uh, Stormvale Castle. Uh, Nashville, that was a Caleb. You know, that's the yeah. point. It's sort of a poison swamp zone. But now here we're in Austin. Now like, this is where the game really begins. This, this is here in Orlando, yeah, the yeah. city of the gods. This is where the game really begins. So, uh, Austin, Chirp, Charlie's. Uh, I'll let you in on a little, little, little Strapo backstage secret. Our one of our favorite things to do when we're on tour, and if you've been following us on Twitter, you already know what the deal is. Hotel room, Shark Tank. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it hits different. It be hitting different, son. <laughs> that is our that is our number one favorite show to watch together in a room on tour because it is on CNBC twenty four hours a day. God bless it. Yeah, it's 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 one of my favorite shows because it does. It's about it's about the American dream. It's about the entrepreneurial spirit is still alive and well in here in America, and we want to bring some of that entrepreneurial spirit here to South by Southwest. The thing is, though. Shark Tank is about people who build businesses. Yeah, that's not... And that's not my American nah. dream. My Boring. American dream, thank you, Patreon, was to make as much money as possible doing as little no, work as possible. least. That's the thing. Like, like uh, uh, gr the whole point of Shark Tank is, like, performing how much you love working. Like, convincing these gargoyles how much you love, like, doing nothing else but working on this thing. And that's like, that's horrible. That sounds terrible. It's like finding the delta between labor and reward. That is the, that's the sweet spot that we're all seeking. And so what we want to find from, from listeners, from, from, from other hustlers, is other ideas that we can help germinate on how to get the most for the least effort. And, you know, that, that's what podcasting means to me. Thank you, Patreon. Um, but here's the thing. Like, I love, I love Shark Tank because it is a show about American capitalism. However, the most perfect avatar of American capitalism on Shark Tank is a Canadian guy. Absolutely. Mr. Wonderful. Mr. Wonderful. The best shark, the king. Uh, you know, Matt, you, you made this point about Mr. Wonderful. Mr. Wonderful is, at first, bland, for, at, at, like, at, at first glance, Mr. Wonderful is the most repellent figure maybe ever been on television. However, if once, but like that, that's a that's a newbie Shark Tank opinion because like you know he he is just just a pure avatar of um, just just a wealth acquisition and exploitation. However, the more you watch Shark Tank, the more you realize he is actually the best of the sharks because he doesn't represent anything other right. than just the acquisition of profit. He's not like giving you this song and dance about how no once you get rich you're still cool and fun and and approachable like fucking cuban or that croatian scumbag or or fucking uh the lori grenier or whatever he's just like it's about money and that reminds you about what this country is about what entrepreneurship means and uh about ultimately what podcasts are about and but the difference being with podcasts it's not about money uh in by itself, it's money in relation to laziness. That's the key distinction. I will also give it up for Barbara Corcoran, who's the uh, the horniest shark. That's true. 
Because uh, any anytime there's a uh, anytime there's a, a guy from the military or just any guy who's moderately attractive, she's giving him the deal. She's giving him the deal, folks. As if they take her to dinner. All right, so yeah, she's me tooing everybody. It's amazing. All right, so we're gonna do we're gonna do here now at South by Southwest. We're gonna do we're gonna do pod tank. We got some we got some guys here. We got some pitches, uh, and we're gonna we're gonna be the the pod sharks. Yeah, and well, I'm putting up real money here. I'm going to be an angel investor on one of these podcasts here today. We're, you know, we're going to have some podcasts pitched to us, and you, you give it to us, the original kings of content. We're the podcast entrepreneurs. You bring us your podcast idea. Podtrepreneurs, please. And we're, we're going to make some dreams here today, or crush them. Depending Hopefully, on, mostly crush. <laughs> depending on how it goes. So, Chris, you want to get kick this off? Yes. But first, let us introduce the Sharks. Will Meneker. By figuring out how to rip MP3s off YouTube, Will Meneker created one of the most profitable podcasts ever and is now a podcast thousandaire. He's an angel investor in The Gay Chapo, also known as Seeking Derangements, and a frequent guest on Come Town. Felix Biederman overcame an upper middle class childhood and ADHD slash autism before it could get you pussy to become one of the youngest media executives in New York history at age 25. At age 25, Felix was a thousand dare with tens of thousands of listeners and a high single digit body count. Now, years later, at 24, Felix is a thousand dare with low double digit body count and the Moonvale Katana and Elden Ring. He has management deals with podcasts about List and Episode One that are so abusive, both shows have attempted signing with Birdman and Cash Money. Matt Crisman is just happy to be here. All right, I think for sure, so our pod tank, uh, I, think, I think Matt Matt is going to be Mr. Wonderful. Of course. I'm going to be Cuban. And Felix, I think you want to be like sort of a hybrid of Damon and Barbara Corcoran. Yes, yes. Horny <laughs> with swag. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Should we bring up our first? Let's bring up our uh, first, our first, pod, first pod, 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 pod pitch. All right, is Monty Taylor in the house? Uh, yeah. Maybe go up that way or that way. I don't know. Anyway, it's always a long Monty road to Taylor entrepreneurship. Monty Taylor is a staff member at UT's Electronic Music Studios with an idea to examine and celebrate one of cinema's most iconic and idiosyncratic actors. Here's Monty. Sharks. Now, I know normally it's not advisable to get into a podcast space that's already crowded, like movie podcasts. That said, the reason that that space is crowded is because there's lots of money to be made there. And more importantly, I think with the right timing, the right niche, and the Chapo promotional machine behind it, we can make a lot of money with the new Cage Outlaws, the Nicolas Cage podcast. Now, the meat of the podcast is a series of movie reviews over uh, Nicholas Cage's 100-plus films with uh, extra Patreon content that includes a reading series from various interviews and, and articles about Nicholas Cage, examining his neo-shamanic, as he calls it, acting process, as well as perhaps a best-of-the-worst-style uh, duel between multiple films, uh, Cage Fight, if you will. And so I'm asking for a $10,000 investment for a 5% stake in the new Cage Outlaws in order to build a state-of-the-art podcast studio in Brooklyn. Okay. This is, a, this is a pretty juicy idea, but sort of the meat of the podcast business is the desperation of the listener to be friends with the hosts. By having a Nick Cage-centered podcast, you may be upsetting the ratio of the ideal podcast-paying audience, which is 95% male. How would, you, how would you intend to achieve this ratio? To achieve 90% male? Well, first you have to have two men, obviously. There can't be any women unless they're special guests, right? I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> and furthermore, to only make references to things that, that dudes give a shit about. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I have a question here. What's proprietary about this idea? What's to stop me from starting my own Nick Cage podcast and crushing you like the cockroach that you are. <laughs> Do you want to put the effort into making a Nick Cage podcast, Matt? I mean, I don't... This is, that's the point. The I, effort see, is the enemy of podcasting. That's the thing. Like, got, got me on that one. It here, we're, got trying me on that one. we're trying to examine the delta between laziness and profit. Mm -hmm. I like Nick Cage. I think he's a, he's a remarkable human being, a remarkable actor. I would 
it would be incredibly easy for me to just watch these. Whereas for someone like you, Matt, who goes on long rants about why everything's awful, I I don't I can't see you getting through more than a couple films right. before you give up on this idea. I've been. And I'm sorry. I I think you're you're okay. a fantastic person. But I don't know if you could do it. Yeah. All right. I've been hanging in the cut here. Okay. I've been, my fingers have been steepled. I've been hanging in the cut. Listen to this. Okay, you, you, you've correctly identified the hurdle that you have to clear here, clear here, which is that the movie podcast space is heavily saturated. And on top of that, the Nick Cage meme space is bordering on becoming insufferable. We were just walking around down here, downtown Austin. There are multiple... Austin is a city for people who want to print out memes and share them in, in real space. However, however... As a creator of Movie Mindset, I'm, 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 I'm a natural investor for this podcast here. So, but I would just like to ask you once again, what is, what, what is your show going to bring to differentiate yourself from other movie podcasts and other Nick Cage-based uh, meme content? So the way I see it, we can go sequentially through each and every one of his films, examining the evolution of his artistic process over time, and then you know, corresponding that with the decay of his, uh, his you know, back tax status for example, and then try to make over time a very detailed look, meta-analysis, if you will, of, of Nick Cage as an actor and his evolving process through these films. Okay, I got one question for you. Yes. What is your favorite Nick Cage performance? Mm -hmm. My favorite Nick Cage performance. And it's all yes. riding on this. It indeed, yes. Oh, God. I had it I had it in my head earlier. No. You're, not, you're not prepared? Oh, boy. Oh, you're, you're oh boy. Prepared? You come into the it. tank. You come into the tank. You have to know your stuff. I'm uh, sorry. This, this hurts my uh, confidence in you uh, as an investment. As a businessman, I am kind of have a little bit of nerves that you didn't just immediately lie when you didn't have the answer. Yeah, like that's the key is You're that right, if you don't have it, you just say something and then uh, make off. it up. Off. There we go. Mm, okay. Okay. It's a cred okay. credible yeah. response. It took, okay. took a little time, though. It took a little All time. Right. Yeah. Okay. What would you say to a deal? I'm, I'm ready to make a deal for the Nick Cage podcast. What would you say okay. to a deal in which I, I, I invest... $300, which is what I gave Seeking Derangements. That's the cost, okay. of, a, that's the cost of a Zoom uh, recorder, a Zoom recording device. Okay. That's, that's, the, that's, the, that's the bread and butter of any podcast. And what I'm talking about is a licensing deal here. So okay. not, not only will you get the money for the Zoom recorder, but I will be a guest on an episode of the Nick Cage podcast and guarantee you at least 10 retweets of the Nick Cage podcast thing in exchange for 50% of every penny that you make on the show. For 50% <laughs> of every penny. Okay. No, I'm not really going to do that. I, 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 I want to make this a licensing play. Yeah. Okay. How, uh, I, I'll give you the $300 for the Zoom. Okay. Uh, no equity, no percentage, but I get $100 every time you mention his hairline. In perpetuity, that's the deal. I uh, I make a personal rule of not investing in things that I don't fully understand. And uh, w with movies, a lot of the time, the problem that I have really is that they're long. Also, all the human facial expressions. The human facial expressions. Uh, sometimes I leave my Adderall in New York when I'm on tour, and frankly, sometimes I'm on my phone, and I'm going to pass unless we can ink some sort of deal in Bulgaria or one of those countries. Okay. Can I try to try sweeten the pot for you? Okay. Okay, so I know that you're a big fan of the filmmaker Alexander Payne, yes? Yes. Okay, I will sweeten the deal by performing all the tech duties, all the editing, everything you need to make a an offshoot Alexander Payne podcast. This could be House of Pain, Here Comes the Pain, or just or anything else you want. It could be an offshoot of This Is Sus, whatever you want to do. I will take care of all the labor to make that make that podcast happen for you. Right. That is very enticing. Uh, we cannot call it House of Pain. I've had enough legal ba battles with Tyler Perry. <laughs> uh, and Everlast. And Everlast. But, but it's with the Y, so... I mean, yeah. That's oh, that the, show that's the show, too. too, the show sir. is, too, yeah. Um, all right. Um, how about this? With, with the Alexander Payne on-ramp here, how about... Uh, I have uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna gouge you like these guys, okay? I only get let's say fifteen percent of every penny. Okay. okay. But I have what's called class B shares in your company. 
Okay. Meaning that uh, for my 15% stake, I have 75% voting equity. <laughs> Meaning that uh, I, I basically control the company. And I control things like dividends, Patreon payouts. When he goes to the bathroom? When you go to the bathroom, yes. All right, I'm things gonna, like that. Don't, 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 let, don't let these other sharks fleece you here. I mean, like they're, they're, they're ruthless. But here's the thing. You want to partner with a shark who is a fan of Alexander Payne movies because they represent the six movies he's seen in his life? <laughs> or do you want to go with Mr. Movie Mindset? All right, I'm willing to take away my licensing fee. $300 startup, startup money for the podcast. And I will be a guest on the Nicolas Cage podcast and retweet it. Do we have a deal? So you're, you're giving up any equity. Is I'm, right? I'm giving up equity. I'm just uh, 300 bucks. I'll be a guest on the Nick Cage podcast. For Mr. Movie Mindset. For Mr. Movie Mindset. Do we have a deal right now? Is there any counter offers? Okay, you lost it. Oh, but just, dude, just... what are you doing? You're blowing it. Oh, man. Okay. You're blowing it. Okay. Let's rewind the clock. 30 seconds. Do we have... Okay. Ah, back uh, uh, We're back uh, on? Okay, it's $200 now. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. All right, are you on Venmo? I am on Venmo. All right, let's, let's do this right now. <laughs> type, type in your name here. Or what do you got here? Type, type in your Venmo name. Okay. Will Meneker has made a deal for no equity in the company. <laughs> and, and one guest appearance on the Nick Cage podcast. All right, why don't you guys go up and do that now, and I'll bring up the next guest. Do it. Uh, give it up for Monty and the New Cage Outlaws. Welcome next to the stage is uh, Scott Rigel here. Scott Rigel is an almost day one Chapo supporter with an idea to create content and monetize Chapo's most annoying fans. Thank you, thank you, Sharks. Thank you, Chapos. May I, may I present the Sharks with a bribe first? Oh, that's a, a yeah, that's a cash right. shark tank okay. component, yes. Yeah. Treats and, and bribes are, are, are essential. So, so for your first uh, sojourn into Texas, I got you an essential piece Ooh. of Texas history. Memorial Ooh. Coaster. Of the Texas theater where Lee Harvey Oswald was arrested after Beautiful. allegedly Ma assassinating Monty, Monty? While watching the through? film, while watching the film, okay, Monty, Monty has just been his Nick Cage cast has just been uh, that's just been fun. Excellent, yes. All right, this is this is the show. Thank shark. you so much for this. This is this theater where Lee Harvey Oswald was arrested. Yes, yeah. You know, War, War is Hell was War is playing, Hell by yeah. Van with Van Heflin, I believe. Yes. Yeah, you that's know, excellent. That's good. That's a good start. You're starting well. We see, yeah, we see a lot of people come across, uh, come across this stage. Uh, a lot of losers, a lot of jokers, a lot of people who, in a better era, would be thrown in a debtor's prison <laughs> because they don't do their homework. You, my friend, have done your homework. Yeah, you this is a hell like. of a gift. Yeah. Day one listener. Yeah. This is something. Cheers. You know what? This is something I can put my disgusting, oh, bubbly glass of water on my nightstand. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. We're talking about doing our research for the sharks here today. Are you wearing the fall a fall t-shirt? Wow, that is, folks. Honestly, folks, unfair, right there. That kind of obsequiousness will get you nowhere in the tank. <laughs> I don't know who that is, so it's fine. All right, sharks. So the key to making money is using a resource that you have endless supply of for free. And what does Chapo have more of? than the most annoying guys in your mentions on Twitter that have ever existed. That's true. That's true. Yeah. My, co my podcast is called Bye Bye Reply Guy. Mm, okay. So we get four of the most obnoxious, rose emoji, rose emoji gritty avatar mm. okay. Twitter accounts that you can pick out, and we get them on our show. And they think that they are competing. They think they are competing to be on your show. They think they are, you know, they're, they're testing out their best bants, their best riffs. They're talking about which shit libs got corn cobbed. They're talking about, uh, they're talking about which chuds fucked around and found out. You they're know? saying, my dude. My dude. Yeah. That's a yikes from me, you know. Okay. A lot of herbs. herbs. They're, 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 they're trying out their posts that they meant to put on the Chapo subreddit before it got shut down. R.I.P. <laughs> Rest <laughs> in piss. 
One of the best spinoffs we ever did. We pawned it off on seeking derangements in an all-cash deal. <laughs> that, that's, that's some financial mindset right there. That's why you're the shark. Absolutely. But instead of being a guest on your show, their prize is the actual forbidden knowledge that this whole time Chapo Trap House has actually been a CIA psyop to destroy the nascent left in America. Okay. Red Kahina was right. The Twitter yep. Maoists were right. Okay. This is intriguing to and, me. And ad, as an added bonus to you, they stop replying to you entirely. They, they, uh, they go into a mania a la Gene Hackman at the end of the conversation, tearing apart their apartment, and they are out of your mentions forever. They become fans of Truanon, though, and uh, at, they hassle Truanon instead to make an episode about you and then hassle them to come to Texas for years and years instead of you. Okay, but mm. I, I understand what you're, what you're offering us, but, but you know, how, how does this help you? Because right. essentially you're making a show with the worst content imaginable. Yeah. yeah. Who is the audience for this? That's the real question. The audience is your endless supply of Chapo uh, reply guys mm, yeah. who think they will be have a shot on being on your show. It's okay. an aspirational thing. Okay. I, 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 I got to say to you, you know, you, you, you have the good instinct here of, you know, getting a profit out of something you have an endless supply out of. But, you know, I can I do this without even trying. You know, I, I, to, to achieve your goal, all I have to do is not accept DMs in my open DMs, and people will go through this cycle in about three months. <laughs> you know, I, I could pull it up right now. I could show you probably 500 guys who a year ago were sending me the worst replies imaginable, being like, you know, oh, have you seen this picture of Steven Seagal that everyone's seen? And then a year later, are, uh, like, I'm moving to Florida to work for Ron DeSantis because <laughs> I didn't reply to them. That's true. Okay. Uh, for those reasons that Felix mentioned and the fact that I desperately need to use the bathroom, I'm out. So just I'll be back. Okay. Well, Thank you for your time. All right. So I, 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 I'm intrigued by this idea, I have to say. I, I love the idea of, of, of uh, methodically and sadistically crushing the spirits of, of, of these worms who I have nothing but contempt for. Uh, and I love more than that, publicly uh, and ritually reaffirming my hatred and contempt for them, uh, especially because not only do I enjoy it, I know they do too. So uh, I, I'm all, I'm, I'm actually, I'm in on this, uh, but I, I am a little skeptical about one, who, yeah, the audience, as we said, like who, who's going to listen to it? But, spe but specifically, like if the idea is is that the the reveal is that, oh, we're uh, the CIA PSYOP, uh, LOL, you're owned. You can only really do that once, right? Like, you can only do that in the first episode. How do we make this a continuing series? How do we break the spirit of a reply guy differently each week, is my question. I understand that. I, I, was, in, I was intending on keeping the, uh, the prize a secret to the audience, but... Okay, so what's, what's the... I, I understand that, like... Uh, I'll take that as just a personal pleasure, uh, but then what is the what is the what is the climax of a given like episode of the show, like like what 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 does the listener get out of out of an episode of, of this ep of the show? I guess the li the listener gets you know it's it's similar to the real Shark Tank. The listener gets the vicarious thrill of knowing that they could potentially one day with the you know with their best. Uh, their best Stalin memes get on Chapo. Okay. And and they could identify right. with the entrepreneur there. I get it. I, I see the vision. Uh, I, I'm willing to make an offer. I think I'm in. I'm alone on this. I think I think for, uh, will, uh, Felix will. I think uh, Felix is out. I'm 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 out. But I do have I do have a little bit of an insight for you because it sounds like you want to go for this, and I do want your idea to work. I think you know uh, vicarious thrill. You mentioned that a lot. Something you guys are both into. Crushing the Dream, very nice. I think there's no reason why you can't make Crushing the Dream part of the experience for the listener. Exactly. That is something everyone wants to hear about bad things happening to people that aren't them, but are enough like them that they're happy that it hasn't happened to them. Yes. And I feel like without revealing the whole CIA thing, you can in some ways 
record their dreams being crushed and their life falling apart. Right. And yes, I feel it, like that is your competitive okay, edge here. That, see, now I think we're getting somewhere. So here's my here's my offer. I'll give you the th- I give you the three hundred dollars for the Zoom, which is we understand that's that's what you need mm-hmm. for a podcast. And th- but I need to provide one that we uh, we uh, structure the show in such a way that it has a competitive component, whereby over the course of the episode, the contestants, the multiple reply guys who are uh, brought in for the episode, degrade themselves. <laughs> Over the course of the episode, with more, with uh, more and more trite and pathetic and cringeworthy uh, meme uh, uh, attempts, uh, so that by the end of it, they're like literally just doing Doge stuff from 2013, <laughs> but they're doing it because they just want to get the bite of that apple. So I'll take and and the other prize that was is, which Felix uh, introduced and, and I, I agree with is is that there is, at the end of the episode, instead of the reveal, which I agree we can't have because it's, it's, it's secret, and it's, I think once we, if it's a limited series, we reveal it at the very By last By the way, it's, it's, it's not a secret because Red Kahina has already posted my right. parents' home address on Twitter. <laughs> we reveal it at like the, maybe end, the last episode if we, make it, if we, if we know when it's coming. Okay. Uh, but, but the end of the episode is, yes, a, a drop-in on a previous winner where we see just how far they've fallen since they learned the truth. So with those provisos, I will make you the offer for the $300 for the Zoom. What do you say? Yes or no right now? That's a great offer. I will take that. All right. right. Another podcast created. Let's do it. Deals, 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 deals. I'd also like to shout out another CIA psyop on the bill tonight. Pussy Riot. Let's go. Wait, they're performing? Yes, on the stage later tonight. Are you serious? Stay tuned for Pussy Ride. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, Scott Rigel has just made a deal with Shark Matt Chrisman to fund $300 for his bye-bye reply guy. Is Jonathan Randall in the house? Is Jonathan Randall in the house? Here he is. There's a boy. All right. All right. Come Let's up to the stage. Up. There's stairs over there. Jonathan Randall is a computer scientist, science student with an idea for putting the beam on one of Chapo's most notorious enemies. Hold on. Ooh. Sorry about that, sharks. Okay, I, I wrote some stuff down. I have a lot of ideas for this. Uh, hi, I'm Jonathan. It's a pleasure to be Hello, Jonathan. before the sharks today. I'm here to present... The Dershowitz effect. Ooh. The worst day of Alan Dershowitz's life was when he was accused of having sex with minors, of course. The second worst day. <laughs> Thanks. For someone's that. taking Thanks a stand. <laughs> the second worst day of Alan Dershowitz's life when Epstein was killed by by himself in jail. <laughs> removing any chance of Alan Dershowitz representing him. In court. Uh, the best day of his life was when his first wife killed herself. <laughs> uh, this was a huge missed opportunity for Dershowitz, the criminal law expert, but it doesn't have to be the end of the story. Imagine, if you will, an alternate timeline where Epstein survives and Dershowitz has a chance to defend both his client, to some extent himself, in a true trial of the century. In this new timeline, Dershowitz could craft a legal defense at the cutting edge of case law. Think gay panic defense, the glove that didn't fit OJ, Prince Andrew who physically uh, incapable of sweating. (laughs) Everything is on the table, all the cards are out, but it's up to Dershowitz what direction he wants to take it. All I ask from the Sharks today is to cover the 100 100 per video fee Alan Dershowitz charges on Cameo now. Jonathan, Jonathan, we uh, we read your podcast request. Yeah. And here's the thing, this is an idea that's a three a three sharker. You're gonna get you're gonna get all the sharks on board yeah, this well, idea. So we're, we are so we're, into we this. are we're, so we're into in this idea, Jonathan. I know he just said a three sharker idea, but let me shark the sharks, okay? Okay. Okay. Uh, what? 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 Okay. So first of all, uh, I was immediately attracted to this idea because. Two ideas, you notice I passed on them because they were asking for Zoom recorders. I fucking hate Zoom recorders. I'm sorry. If you're in the audience and you invented the Zoom recorder, I'm sorry, but I am not using a device that takes batteries. I'm hooking it up to my computer. 
I am offering you not, you know, $100 each from three different sources. I'm offering you $300 from a single source on the proviso that you use a focus right that hooks into your computer through USB-C. Okay. Okay. Uh, the, you know, the per video fee, you know, God invented credit cards for a reason. Okay. Yeah. 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 You got to spend money to make money. Right. That's basic mindset. Yeah. Which really, you know, a focus right, that's uh, 141.97 depending on sales tax and shipping. Okay. Leaving you with the remaining money that you can spend on a sort of alarmingly rectangular perk 30 <laughs> in the shape of SpongeBob that sort of gives you the calm demeanor necessary to talk to Professor Dershowitz. Mm, I want the Tesla logo shaped ones, honestly. Well, I mean, you're in the right place for it. Um <laughs> These guys are going to offer you, you know, some fucking Mickey Mouse crap where it's like, oh, I get 50 cents of every penny that, y you know, you get for your Dershowitz vodka. You know, I've seen them, I've seen them do this to a billion guys who walked in front of us. I'm only I am only asking for a, you know, let's say 17.5 percent stake, which puts me right underneath the amount that uh, would make me self-employed on my taxes and cut me out. <laughs> on a lot, a lot of uh, really great deductions that allow me to keep innovating. In return, I would, uh, you know, we're very proud of not having advertisements on our podcast. On yours, though? <laughs> yeah. Go for it. <laughs> Go fucking can. Yeah. I get, I get uh, let's say, 45% of that. And there's so many options, too. Yeah. There's Forever. so many advertisers oh that God. would want to get on, uh, on supporting Alan Absol Dershowitz. Oshkosh yeah. Bagosh? Yeah. Forever 21? Uh, some sort of like app-based massage parlor? Yeah. yeah. Mac Weldon for when you don't take off your underwear at all at the massage table. It never happened. <laughs> okay. Um, and to finally, my, my, my third... Wayfair? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, th my third... You my, my third edge... Blue Chew? <laughs> my third edge on these guys is... Look, it took them it took them a second to work out Venmo. I'm using Venmo all the time. I, I pretty easy one. for me. I, give, I I got it like three weeks ago. I'm I'm fluent in Venmo. I Cash App. It, Wait a minute, takes me a second. Wait a Cash App? What's that? Snapcash. Um, you see, yeah, Snapcash. Snapcash. That's one yeah. too. I'm sending. You know what? I am sending people forty. Why is there more than one? It's the same thing. Why do you need more than one of the thing? Matt, you're supposed to be a shark. You're supposed to be yeah. Mr. Wonderful. <laughs> do, do you, do, is this the guy that you want, you know, handling your, 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 liquid, your liquid payments? No. no. You, want a, you want a guy who is sending people $45 all the time. Yeah. And does it, does it just like he pours his morning coffee? I'm interested, but Will already gave away that. He's interested, so I want to hear. Well, I'm not interested anymore. Yeah, no. I mean, like, well, if, I mean, feel like, feel like said he was going to give you the three hundred dollars. So, my yeah. one hundred dollars—that's three Alan Dershowitz cameos, and that's that, that that's that's your that's your that's your like you know that's your stake money right there. If I if I am spending three hundred dollars on Alan Dershowitz's cameos, I want him to sing "Happy Birthday" to me in the nude. I I don't care about your podcast. And then once you Sorry. have once you have three Alan Dershowitz cameos, you can edit the audio a la Simpsons Rock Bottom to get him to say, "I killed my first wife." So just just make him use just like, the three cameos. Just make him use you say the words "first wife kill." And uh, yeah, then we can edit. We can edit from there. Okay. So, the, what's the offer? I kind of got lost. <laughs> You're blowing it. <laughs> uh, the offer is from me, from a single source. Uh, 17.5% equity, 45% uh, of all commercial revenue, uh, and a lightning fast transfer of money on Venmo, Cash App, or whichever you choose. You know, to be honest, when I knew I was coming here today, I was hopeful that Felix would offer me because he is a king of digital real estate, much like Barbara Corcoran, <laughs> but he has significantly less face fillers, so I will take Oh, just, just we wait till we deal. get the ad money. <laughs> we got another deal. Another podcast minted. Of course. Let's get All this right. deal done. All right, uh, Chris. Randall has made a deal All with right. Shark Felix. All right. 
Uh, Chris, we, uh, we, we're, like, we're, I think we're, uh, we're, we're out of time. We're out of time, but we have like the okay. We got the last one. No, we. This is a, that was our last. Oh, time. that was last. Okay, we got honorable mentions though. Maybe we baby. do have one honorable let's sh- mention. Let's shout it out. Yeah. Uh, you're not coming to the stage. Sorry, but uh, Dan uh, Fantagato, are you here? There hey. he is. He wanted to do a podcast. Uh, <laughs> uh, basically creating sleeper cells of Chapo uh, Chapo affiliates all throughout the Austin area, using his access to production uh, teams to uh, make tiny Chapo, filter leftist uh, internet users into tiny Chapos okay. to wait, expand wait, 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 our wait. Inca- empire. Com- competitions with us? No, thank you. I okay. already spent enough money squashing these people. <laughs> Why would I want to pay to yeah. bring them up to uh, attack me? Other people that could be funnier or smarter or more talented than us? Uh, no, sir. No, in fact, thank you. We've already contacted our attorneys. You will be receiving a we letter are, in the mail. We are already deep in our King Herod era. <laughs> We are all about smiting the firstborn to uh, prevent them from rising up against us. No, uh, we sure as shit aren't fucking funding their uh, their resistance. No, thank you. Uh, no, for the honorable mentions, I will Venmo you a hundred dollars. And there's one other one, the uh, the Luis Gomez. Oh, like Luis Gomez. I was gonna, I was gonna give Luis Gomez money because I thought you were the real Luis J Gomez, the Puerto Rican rattlesnake. But just for that alone, uh, yeah, the, the, our, our, our honorable mentions will get a hundred dollars from, yeah. from 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 everybody. Mister and Mister, we'll yeah. send a, a merch pack too. So uh, I'll, I'll hit you guys all up. <laughs> Thank in, you to in, all in, our uh, our pod entrepreneurs today. Very much. Because we minted, we minted three new fucking great podcasts today. Very excited. South by Southwest, Sheriff sure, Charlie's. We're out of time today. But before we go, let's 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 stand up, stand up, fellas, stand up. I would like you, like I said, the God of Abraham failed in his duty to smite your awful governor, Greg Abbott, merely paralyzing him. So we're going to turn to the elder gods at this point. I would just like, a, like, like, like everyone to join me in a summoning circle now to hex the stomach or pancreas of Greg Abbott. I, uh, I saw actually just this morning when I woke up, I saw a story about a woman here in Texas who had to be medevaced to Colorado because of a miscarriage, had to be put on a fucking plane to get a pregnancy terminated, a pregnancy that would kill her in Colorado. So I'm hoping Greg Abbott and Ken Paxton's bodies can be colonized by parasitic wasps. Maybe he can, like, wheel himself into a fucking ravine and then have his fucking whole chest cavity turned into a fucking beehive. Mac and me style. So join me right now in the Greg Abbott, Ken Paxton summoning circle to, to hex their stomach and pancreas with hugs and smiles. So let's just hold, hold hands for everybody. Just channel every negative thought you have. With a lot of positive vibes, bring the negative vibes here towards the state house just down the line. Demons, yes, they're fucking demons. They're fucking demons. I've done a lot of summoning circles in my life. This one feels like the one. We're going to do it. Cheer of Charlie, South by Southwest, Patreon. Thank you guys so Thank much. We're at Chapo Trap House. Thank you.